Welcome to Nerdscape Podcast, where we talk about everything underrated and overlooked. Uh, uh, uh. Does this song get old? I hope not. <laughs> we I hope really, not. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it. I don't know if you noticed in the last podcast, episode four, had to mix in some more eight-bit songs yeah. for you. I enjoy I looking for them. It. I wish I did them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, welcome to Nerd Escape. Yes. We are going to be talking about a great comic book today. Uh, it's episode five. Yes. Skyward. Woohoo. Uh, Skyward is one of Cammie's favorite stories. Oh my gosh. I cannot ever stop talking about it. Yes, we are going to be talking about volume one, two, and three. Uh, and it's a full, complete story. Mm-hmm. The first issue came out April 18th, 2018. Uh, they've been working on this for a good two plus years. Right. Uh, volume one through three is out. And I think they're about to come out with a compendium with all of them, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are hardcover. Yeah. So it's a total of 15 single issues. Yep. Story from start to end has a good finish. Yeah. All right. So our writer is the wonderful Joe Henderson. And if you don't know, Joe Henderson also is a producer and writer for Lucifer, the Netflix series. And if that doesn't excite you, then I don't know what will. So he is just, I mean, he writes for Lucifer. How cool is that? I'm like... Whoa, that's dope. Um, but you can find him on IG at Joe Henderson 12. And then his Twitter handle is Henderson underscore Joe. Yeah, I heard they're doing uh, already adapting Skyward into a motion picture for Sony. I'm so excited. That should be honestly, it's going to look really good on film, I think, if they can get the special effects down. Oh, yeah. Because um, this takes place in low gravity. Yes. Uh, we'll get to that more later um, for this comic book story he did do a bit of research on the concept of gravity so we did a little bit of our own research Mm -hmm. in this show you might get a you know an earful about gravity for me but we'll talk about that later (laughs) (laughs) the artist is lee garbett you can catch him at ig at at lee garbett he's british born in the west midland region of england Hmm. and he works for all sorts of the publications such as marvel Worked on low-key Agent of Asgard, Spider-Man, Defenders, Ghost Rider. Um, For DC, he did work on Lucifer, Batman, Batgirl, and The Outsider. And he also designs posters, costumes, and concept art for films. So shout out to Lee Garbett. Great artwork, dude. We have our colorist, Antonio Fabella. He works for Marvel. He's done Ghost Rider. He's done Thor. He's, He's even done Star Wars, Dr. Alpha Star Wars, comic book coloring. And our letterer is Simon Boland. He's worked on titles as Judge Dredd, Magazine, and 2000 AD. You can catch uh, Antonio Fabella at IG and Twitter, I believe, at at Antonio Fabella. Yes, Skyward, a story about, it's really the setting. It's It's a whole world on its own. Yeah. An event happens called G-Day. It's exciting. <laughs> uh, G-Day happens, and it's just one day. Gravity is cut into a fraction. Mm. So the whole phenomenon of your feet sticking to the Earth's surface goes out the window, and now you float around. That's kind of scary. Yeah, it is. Flavor so of the setting. basically, we're in Chicago, and... We start off where we have our main character, who is a teeny tiny baby, and our other main character, her father and 
and her mother. And basically, mother goes on a run, and all of a sudden, everyone's in the air. Yes. Everyone's floating around. So it's pretty intense. Like, having her story start off where everyone's getting ready to float around, like... <sighs> The gravitational bent yeah. just happened one day. Just randomly. And it's like, oh, you look out your window and people are floating off the ground. Right. So imagine that happening unexpectedly. Yeah. It would be catastrophe. Yeah. I'm... People would die as they did in this story. Yep. All you runners, got to be careful. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm training for a triathlon. Well. <laughs> yeah, you better learn how to swim in the air. <laughs> this is true. Catch the mayor, oh, my dude. A new, a new task. <laughs> but, um... And so it takes place whenever our main character is a baby, and then it fast forwards 20 years. Right. So you have 20 years of humans, uh, creatures, like you have 20 years of humans. Living this life with no gravity. Yes, adapting to it. Yeah. You also have, you know, other perspectives, like there's bugs that have to adapt. Yep. Like imagine what happens to bodies of water when gravity just gives out. <laughs> it's it's yeah. scary. Because I thought that at first, I was like, what are like lakes and, you know, the oceans doing? They're floating in the air. Yep. <laughs> and that's, yeah, precipitation from, you know, rain clouds, you know, it's going to be a ball of just yeah. water and thunder. There's and, no such yeah. thing as them falling down. And like, I was thinking, I was just like, well, what happens to the, like, what happens to the whole weather system? Because you've got wind. How does that even manage to push itself around? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just wild. And so... I love the way that this story just really flowed into like, here's G-Day, and then this is how life is 20 years from now. It does hit you in the face like that. And it makes for beautiful pictures though, because oh yes. yeah, pretty much your hair is floating in the air, mm -hmm. and you gotta adapt. So the reason that the gravitational field gives out, um, it, uh, they never really explain it fully in the comic book, like all the details. But Nate Fowler, Willow's father, used to work on a project that studied the gravitational field around the planet. They discovered tiny anomalies in the Earth's gravity. Um, everything we know about gravity was wrong, and boom, G-Day just happened one day, and we're floating around. Yeah. That's how it went. But yes, gravity is low, and that's the world we're in. Pretty interesting. It, it makes for its own world on its own. Like, I was so shocked when I like started reading it. I was like... I'm sorry, this has never been done. Say this again, low gravity, all right. Yes. <laughs> but moving on, um, we'll go ahead and jump into some characters. Yeah. Uh, the main character who was the baby yes. uh, was named Willa Sweet Willow. Fowler. Yep. Willa Fowler now is, I guess she's 20 yeah, years she's old. Yeah, she's 20. Um, she wants to see the world, So, yeah. but she lives in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So she stays and grows up in Chicago. It's all she knows, and she lives in an apartment with her dad. Um, but you realize her growing up 20 years in low gravity setting, she's adapted so well. Yeah. Like, like and it, you see the world from like someone who's done that. And like the creators made up this world where like, these are totally different people for like instance, like Willa Kara's like carries a fire extinguisher at all times. Right. Usually. Yeah. Uh, Cause if you go up, you know, the old saying, what goes up must come down. Absolutely. That's out the door. Yeah. If you go up, you're going to leave the stratosphere if you don't grab onto something or another force acts on you and you might float out to space and become, you know, what's the term? You might become space dust? Space garbage. Space garbage. You might become space garbage, like atmospheric garbage where you got nothing to do 
Willa, she works for a messenger company. Yeah, so basically yeah. the postal service. She delivers packages. Yeah, she like, so what's really interesting is that there's two kind of parts to this world. It's you either are tethered to something um, throughout the story or you have special boots. Yes, so the extra part of the setting and also even character base is when things hit the fan, there was two kind of people. The people who were like, Oh, I love low G. I'm gonna jump off like side to side skyscrapers. Right. Like I'm gonna be like Spider Man over here. And then you have people who bought magnetic boots and the magnetic boots stick you to the ground and you know your hair will still be floating, you know, everything around right. you will be low G. But if you go into the city on the ground, it's like very strict there and like mm. almost like snobby, like right. like, oh, hey, this is a no fly zone girl, like to the uh, security guard says to Willa and she just doesn't know why these people are living like this. Right. They talk about how they live in denial. Right, exactly. It, it is a really good comparison to just like someone who couldn't let something go. And instead of adapting to this new world, the people use gravity boots and they stay on the ground and then they live their life that way. Yeah. And so you have your, your conflict between society's people and then other sides of everything. Right. Um, but yes, Willa Fowler though, she is all about jumping around and there are just some beautiful settings with the art where she's jumping around her hair's floating mm -hmm. and i loved it about that because even the cover art's just very very beautiful yeah she's really good at getting out of situation because she knows how to work with this low g yep. environment she's adapted but there are other characters um there's edison mm -hmm. um edison he, he's a friend of Willa's. Yes, and he's a benefactor of Low G. Yeah. Because he is a paraplegic. Yes. He has his his leg, both of his legs from his knees down are missing. Yes. They, they don't ever explain the story why they went missing. Mm -mm. But um, yes, he so he gets to float around. Yeah. He can you know use his body and everything for getting around uh, the city when he needs to. Um, and Willa has a crush on him. You get that from the get go. No, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like a school school grade crush because like she kind of doesn't know what to say to him and she's she just really bad at flirting thing. yeah well she's 20 so who's ever good at flirting oh at 20? are you 20 still i'm 28 thank you well, i was just kind of bad at flirting uh wow. anyways we'll keep this going but no it's, it's it makes her a funny situation because she tries to hit on edison mm -hmm. And while doing so, clumsily like talks about his legs. Yeah, and then kind <laughs> of says no the legs. wrong thing. And just... He's like, "What was gravity like walking around?" He's like, "I couldn't walk then, so." <laughs> <laughs> What's so, so different? Edison's an interesting character, and he's usually around. Like, you know, usually always has Willa's back. Yeah. Um, and then we have Nate Fowler. Uh, Nate Fowler is Willa's dad. Yep. And he's a huge hermit. Yes. So the day, G-Day, 20 years prior to Willa being the main character and running around the city and doing her thing in Chicago, G-Day happened. You know, he has to go get Willa. She's a baby. But he's like, oh, crap, my wife. She went on a run. And he opens the door, and there's people who are just floating off the face of the earth. Yep. And they're grabbing street poles or, like, you know, bouncing off floating objects, mm -hmm. trying to make some momentum the other way back down to earth. And the beginning story of the wife she's gone yeah yeah she's if right away it's like oh trauma traumatic moment for the character so and the character scary. doesn't even know because she's yeah. a baby but the dad's trauma is he doesn't want to go outside right and 
that's kind of how the people who still live on the ground are. Right. I think if you kick one of them in the air, like they freak out. They're like, I'm floating away. The sky's going to eat me. That's that's me. It's a good, it's a real fear. You yeah. know, you, you might become earth trash, you know, floating out of a ring. Earth trash yeah. until you hit the <laughs> there's a, there's a There's a pretty crazy moment with the, the death total in this story that yeah. was like, dang, that's uh, floating out to space could be pretty dangerous. Oh, yeah. And imagine it, planes that fall off the sky. So, you know, that traumatic event took Nate Fowler and made him a hermit. He mm -hmm. doesn't want to go outside. Um, I believe he like trains his body still. Like he's, yeah, he's so doing he's like, like free lifting. He's working out because I think honestly, if you're in low gravity, you're not working your muscles like you probably normally would. So he's doing a lot of exercising to kind of keep up that stamina and keep himself really mobile. I don't think it was indicated uh, in the story that Willa did that much, but she had to have worked out to keep her muscles as she grew up because when she goes down to zero gravity to try out the magnetic boots, when she sees that society, she can walk around quite a bit. Yeah, so, I mean, so and I mean, it, we don't have any. It probably would affect your bones no, growing up. Of course. Yeah. Because you're you're not experiencing like gravity taking over. No, you're not. And now there's no gravity to do anything, so you have like you have to. God, you have to work out. But the thing is, is like your weights are flying away. Very true. Well, that's why he was using like kind of like resistant bands. Resistant bands. So okay. you could use resistant bands. Um, but yes, Nate Fowler is Willow Flower's father. He is a hermit after his wife floated away and he could not stop it. Right. Um, he he knew about the gravitational event. He was a scientist of some sorts. Right. He's always saying he can fix it, mm -hmm. and that's all the indication you get that he's kind of a hermit inside of his apartment. Just like I can fix all this. I know I right. can. And he's worried about go. He, like if you open the door, he has like a freaking mental breakdown. He doesn't right. want to go outside. Um, he's a handful for Willa to take care of and to understand. Right. It all comes full circle eventually, but we'll figure that out later. <laughs> um, we need some antagonists thrown in here. Yeah. You know, some conflict, uh, which is Roger Barrow. Okay. What would you say Roger Barrow reminds you of? He's a very blonde businessman. Kind of reminds me of Tom Brady. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut that in. Kind of. He's very, yeah, very Tom Brady. Kind of just this blonde guy, like good looking, but also kind of like wearing the newest fashions. You, you know, can't throw the ball like Tom Brady. <laughs> Wearing strange trench coats and whatnot. But he's a businessman. He's a businessman and Cuffs, he loves everything. He loves his money. He, like he yeah, he's all about but, it. So Barrow George, Roger Barrow and Nate Fowler, they used to be colleagues before G Day. Yes. And they both knew it was gonna come. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't know when though. Uh, the only indication they give of the setting of why everything happened was there was just an anomaly in right. the Earth's gravity. Yeah. And you know, the gravitational field and they were like, Oh, something might happen and but on that end, Roger Barrow, he prepared for it in a way where he started producing the magnetic boots. Right. He, he, he started, you know, he started thinking about farming. Like, how are we going to feed the cities and everything? It's like, we got to make like cow pens that, you know, can hold things down. We got to, you know, make, how are we going to plant vegetables right. without no gravity? Roger Barrow has built an empire and he's a rich business guy now. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't mind G-Day happening, but on the opposite end, you have Nate Fowler, who's like, I can fix this. Right. And so 
there's your conflict right there. Willa gets in the middle of it, and Morrow's pretty much a dick to her. Like, I mean, he's just a, a dick, dick in general. <laughs> You're just like, dude, chill out. But again, he it's all about money for him. It's not about the um, the well-being of other people. Of mankind, it's just, period. It's just him making money. And, you know, he, he pretty much will do anything to protect his business hell, empire. Hell yeah. He'll do anything. And he's wants to, he wants everything to go the way it has been going. Um, another character is Lucas Serrano. Uh, Serrano. Lucas Serrano. I'll say it right. Um, he is the leader of the farmers. Mm-hmm. So he introduces some farmers. Um, he's big, strong, tough, just manly looking dude. He right. has, a, he has a, uh, a man bun. Yes, he does. You know, rocking a you know, five o'clock shadow. This is where you first see when they go out to the country that the animals, they're their own characters too. Yeah. Dragonflies have adapted. They've adapted. If you don't like dragonflies now, you will like them. I think they're beautiful. I think they're gorgeous, but they're kind of clumsy. Have you ever had one get caught in your car? I mean, then they're just freaking out then. (laughs) It's terrifying though, because you can hear them. These dragonflies are, no, I'd say it's like, it's like shark size. They're like, they're big. I don't know. They're, they're big. big. And they because grab you with can, their hands and they know. fly away and they eat you with their weird mandible mouth. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. So that's one thing that's pretty freaky in this. It gives it almost like a terrifying vibe. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Whenever they grab people and then they eat them. And I'm sure there's some other bugs that have, and basically they adapt in the 20 years. Right. And for bugs, gravity is like that. You know, it's lower on them because their mass is smaller. And that's a perfect turn into these segments. Unnecessary educational information. <laughs> that no longer goes by its, what is it, acronym? Don't say the acronym. I'm not. You can say it in your free time, anyone who wants to. I'll say it in my head. So, yes, unnecessary educational information. Gravity. Mm-hmm. We, like- we all know it. We all love it. We all but what do we do barely with it? remember it. Here you go. I'll tell you. So <laughs> gravity, as you may know, is the invisible force that pulls objects towards each other. The closer objects are to each other, the stronger the gravitational pull. So Earth's gravity comes from all its mass and everything that's on it, all its masses. Um, all its mass makes a combined gravitational pull and all the masses in your body. So basically your mass in your body and the Earth's surface is pulling each other towards each other. So gravity is acting uh, both ways, if you will. Scientifically, we do not know what gravity is. We know how it behaves. So man, the man who discovered gravity is Sir Isaac Newton. Sir Isaac? He's from Britain, so the UK. He was born in 1643, and he died in 1727. He was 84 years old. That's a really long time. That's a really good age for... Yeah. He, he lived through a plague. He lived through the Black Plague. Yeah. Um, he discovered the laws of gravity and the motion, and he also invented calculus. Newton's most productive year was during the plague of 1665. Yeek. His most productive year. So he got sent home from Cambridge. He was going to college there. And that's where he laid down the groundwork for his theory of calculus and the laws of motion. See, guys, you can be productive during COVID. Yes, you can. <laughs> Isaac Newton. Uh, that's whenever he was sitting under his apple tree and one supposedly hit him in the head. That's and right. that's where he got the idea for uh, gravity. Supposedly, the sitting underneath a tree and seeing apples fall, he said that into his older age. But it's still proven as a myth that it hit him in the head. Because he could have been senile? What have you done <laughs> in this quarantine? Because <laughs> Isaac Newton... 
pretty much was antisocial and just made up gravity. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's like, I'm bored. Through his life, he took criticism very badly. He made lifelong enemies. He had an ugly tipper. And he also pra practiced alchemy. I love oh, yeah, that. That's an introverted. I've oh, yeah. I've heard one. In his treatise, the Philosophia Naturalist Principia, and I guess in Latin, that's the philosophy of nature's principles or the okay. principles of nature. Okay. The philosophies and principles of nature. Uh, two years to write, had 20 years of his knowledge, and that's where he gave the theory of calculus and the three laws of motion. And gravity not only affects us on Earth, but it follows the same rule in the universe. Right. So it's how planets will act. Yeah. So using his... You know, using his knowledge, we've been able today to be like, oh, yeah, those planets over there, this is their gravitational pull based on their massive size. Right. That is Sir Isaac Newton. He lived a very long life. <laughs> really proud of him. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> he was an angry guy who, you know, basically years, years later, like, oh, yeah, everything he said was right. That's how it usually goes. But uh, there's, I'll give us, I will now give some facts on the nature of gravity. Um, it is one of the four fundamental forces. So one is electromagnetism. One is a weak force, which is interacting with like molecules and one's a strong force. And then you have gravity. Okay. So you have strong, weak, electromagnetic and gravity. Okay. Uh, gravity is the weakest force we know. Gravity is powerful enough to hold galaxies together, but also so weak that we on Earth can overcome it every day. Electric forces between electrons and protons inside an atom uh, so that's electric magnetic is one quintillion times stronger than the gravity between them. So gravity in the quantum realm, like quantum realm is just like atoms. Uh -huh. Gravity is still very low with them. So it mm. makes it hard to study. Okay. This is why we don't know a lot about it. So we know a lot about quantum physics when it comes to electromagnetism okay. and strong and weak forces, but gravity is so weak. It's hard to get detected detection on it. Huh. Um, gravity does make waves. So gravity makes waves that move at light speed. Okay. So Earth emits gravitational waves as it orbits the sun, but the energy loss is too tiny to notice. For 40 plus years, we knew in theory that these waves existed, but then with the invention of recently, I believe in like 2016 or so, the LIGO or the Laser Interferometer <laughs> Gravitational Wave Observator confirmed the phenomenon in 2016. These waves are called gravitons. They're massless. So just as a photon of light carries electromagnetic force, so hypothetically particles of quantum gravity are carried by gravitons. We do not have a fully working quantum theory of gravity. Uh, there's some you may have heard of such as string theory. All particles, including gravitons, are considered to be vibrations of strings that are coiled up in dimensions, too small for experiments to reach. I've been explained and described what string theory is by different people, and I still don't know what string theory is. I don't want to know. What Basically, string strings is. are just like going through different dimensions, and they think that's how mass and everything is controlled. I don't know. Strings of um, none have none of these have proven testable details about the microscopic behavior of gravity. So we know how it works on large things. Right. We can't go into the atom and figure out how it works there. Okay, that makes sense. It's too hard to detect. Um, Maybe it's not meant for us to know. Maybe not. That's scary. And so you might be familiar with the term of if something has stronger gravity, time goes by faster. And so why does gravity slow down time? Gravitational time dilation. 
Um, Albert Einstein originally predicted this effect. That was his theory of relativity. Objects with a lot of mass create a strong uh, gravitational field. So an object with big mass is going to have a high gravitational field. A gravitational field is a curve of the space-time. So if you imagine space and time as a trampoline. Okay. It's a flat grid, if you will, matrix. When Earth is on it or a planet, it makes a dipple into that. Right. And so in that dimple, that's how time is going to be going. So if you have something that's heavier, it's going to make the dimple larger and wider, which makes time go by slower where you're at. So the larger the mass, so if someone was on a bigger planet somewhere else and there's higher gravity, uh -huh. the person with the stronger gravity, more space-time curves, and the slower time gets. Gravity literally slows down time. So basically what you're saying is that if you shoot people who uh, shoot people out to space, we don't want to shoot people. We just want to shoot them out to space uh, and send them to a planet that has higher gravity, then they won't age. Or yeah. they'll age slower yes, than what they were at. If they can get back in time, yeah. Okay. Because it'll still take a lot of time to get out there. Right. So I'm saying bigger planets that make a bigger dimple in the space-time, basically matrix, uh -huh. if you go on that planet and you live like 10 years, it'll probably be like 300 years on Earth. Okay. So stronger the gravity, more space-time curves, and the slower time itself gets. So do you think we could gain more time? in space like if say like we found a planet that's habitable and the gravity is stronger do you think we could live technically if longer? you could work out the time logistics out sure if you could find a smaller planet and put people on it and uh -huh. they they build up a society on uh -huh. that smaller planet then their time would go by faster our would go slower so right. maybe their technology would even get more advanced than ours in a smaller amount of time Here's my so let's send let's elon musk <laughs> send people to another planet that's smaller than ours. Yeah. Have them make a society, keep technology going. By the time they build up, 30 years will pass over here, a century will pass over there. Right. Boom. Right. Give us your stuff. Yeah. War. They're going to kill us. They're going to just <laughs> destroy us. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're done. You're done. Yeah. But yes, gravity slows time. Yeah. More gravity, the slower time. That was unnecessary educational information on gravity. Uh, always keeping you educated, trying to yeah. hope you, I, Hey, I hope you enjoy these little tidbits, but if you're like, God damn it, this fucking guy's about to go on his lecture tangent. Stop I'm being such a nerd. And that's it. And then where did, where did you, we're going to go to questions. Now. Oh, snap. Are you ready? Yes. I love questions. Me too. Questions are good. They help us learn. Am I right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think people learned enough. <laughs> May, yeah, today they have. <laughs> All right. So do you think, can you imagine living with no gravity? This story does a great job of that because I've never imagined that before. Right. Ever in my life. Actually, I take that back. Have you had dreams? No, but whenever I think about space, I think about like, crap what happens if there's no gravity on, like what if space was like on earth yeah i i could i guess i could cope i i, I would be ready for it depends on when i was born because yeah because if i was born like growing up through it like these kids are going to be called like gravel gravels or i don't know gravels they're going to be called gravels <laughs> uh the gravits g linels these the g 
G G Dayers. G Dayers. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. gonna be called G Dayers. Where if like if you were below the age of like you know five, you know you know back in the day, you know live half of my life with gravity and half of it without. Right. But I mean that it'd be a fun experience, but we would definitely lose a lot of people how they did. No, <laughs> people yeah. People just died in masses. Oh, that's terrifying. But yes. I mean, I. <sighs> I can imagine it. Do I? Am I prepared for that? I don't know. I feel like that's like a doomsday prepare thing. It's like start being tethered to everything. Yes. <laughs> Tie yourself down. Yeah. Uh, hopefully Nike can come up with some some air boots, some non-air boots. Those would be cool. <laughs> they would. They're like space boots, but for Nike Earth. Def- I wonder if they would still make them in China. Probably. High chance. <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. Next question. What did you enjoy most about this comic? This change in environment, you're going to have a question about, like, what's the physics of the setting? Like, what's happening around everybody? Like, what's happening to bodies of water floating around? Like, they right. answer that. And, like, you know, part of the comic book, you're like, oh, look, it's a, what happens when a rainstorm comes through the, the city? And it's, like, it's very, very dangerous, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it from that scientific aspect, you know, little sci-fi research right. that uh, Joe Henderson did. And yeah, it was overall just a really good comic book with really good characters, and it sometimes was just brutal. It was almost like a horror, like a horror yeah. uh, comic book. And it's something I like. It's something you don't expect when you're reading it. What did you like most about it? <laughs> I like the diversity that's in it, within it because our main character is is black, and both her parents are black. So I was just like, I'm sorry, I get to see myself in a story. We love it, and so I, that was really really pulled me in but they also have of course disability rep which i think is cool because yes, they again do. like people need to be able to see themselves in they have business bro rep yeah. and uh, scruffy bro rep right and they have queer rep which was really cool to see because i mean right now we're coming up with there's a lot more queer works of art and stuff like that and so i thought this was great that they had the queer representation in there so i was like let's get it there was a a little interview I read through with Joe Henderson, I think it was like with sci-fi or something uh-huh. uh, about Skyward. And he said that he intentionally, you know, made this a diverse comic book and it was his contribution because uh, I think it was paraphrasing his quote. He's like, I'm a white guy. I have like, he's like, I'm a white dude. I have so many representations of me in comic books and literature and movies. Right. And he's like, so I feel like it was, uh, I was doing, I wanted to do my part to represent everyone I could in this comic book. Right. And I mean, that's amazing. And that's why this guy is my guy. I mean, I kind of thought about you when I first saw this comic book and I figured you would like it and you were already reading it. Yeah. And Willa, I haven't said this yet, but she is cute. Floating around with your hair floating. Very beautiful yeah. scenes. And I'm just like, it's a, it's a good, strong character. And now I was like, I, I can see you floating around mm-hmm. with your hair. Your hair might still be stiff. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Don't, what would our hairs look like? I don't know. I loved the change of setting. Just punches you in the face. Mm-hmm. And the change of setting, just diverse people everywhere. Yeah. So great comic book on that side of it. Agreed. And also great stories. Good ending. And... Look out for the motion picture, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, okay, so who was your favorite character? My favorite character was Edison. Okay. Because tell me more. Because he benefited so much from this. Yeah. And I kind of felt that 
And it's like, yeah, life would be better for people who don't have any legs. If like, you know, war veterans. Yeah. He just always has the main character. Will is back. Um, yeah. Edison was just cool. He was always like the, like how you like bud and God shaper. Yeah. And you like, you like the low key, like, yeah. you know, level headed, like static characters of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That was Edison and Edison, you know, he's hit for him going back to gravity is that would be it's brutal because he has to go yeah, back to his or wheelchair. not a godsend sorry to, yeah going back to you well the godsend is low g that happened yes. but if it went back to where there was gravity on earth the same way he'd have to be in a wheelchair right so for that i was like stand up homie there you go right <laughs> his mm-hmm. knees he's is he kneeling <laughs> nah, no <laughs> we're the worst we're not trying to be the worst though it comes from a good place my favorite character is Willa. <laughs> uh, and that is a shocker because I would probably pick Edison, I guess, on a normal day. Yes. I don't know. But Willa was like... She's too relatable for you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And I have like... She has such a big desire to roam and to get around and see different things and meet new people. And she takes it upon herself to like kind of help out instead so for me she like stops what she's doing to take care of her family and her friends Mm -hmm. to make sure they're safe and so that's something i would do in any type of situation i'm just like these my people i gotta go save them (laughs) um so i think that's why willa was my favorite because she was like super headstrong but at the end of the day like she knew people needed saving and she took it upon herself to go save some people. Okay. Yeah. Will's a great character. She really is. She's fun. She looks really, really cool. Uh, and just her whole way of surviving in this environment. Like I said earlier, she has a fire extinguisher on her. She does stuff with a, with the, a gun that you can use your own imagination to figure out what you do with a gun in low gravity. I don't know. Who knows? Like that bullet, I guess it would never stop really. Like what no, she's, it, I think it would only stop would, until it hit something, right? And yes, or if she shot it in a straight line, it literally would just go off the earth, I guess, because the earth's not flat. Sorry, anyone. Flat earthers. Sorry, we have a flat earther fan. Thanks for listening. But the bullet would fly off at some curvature of the earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's other ways. But what, what effect would that have on the person holding the gun? Wink, wink. I was just about to say, I don't know. I don't know either. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what would you enjoy the most about Loji? Ooh. I would probably be really afraid at first, as most people probably right. were. I would probably just the whole Spider-Man thing. Like if I was just on the streets of like downtown somewhere and I just like, jump from the middle of the street to like the side of a skyscraper hit it and then you know use my momentum to jump off and hit another one uh-huh. but then you'd have to like find a way to come back down right like your own momentum is your own worst enemy because if you push off too hard and you're yeah you're screwed <laughs> so there's i honestly think about it right now i'm like i'm kind of getting flustered i'm like oh right? man like thinking about that going through my head yeah so yes yeah, just the locomotion of just you know getting around would be interesting and fun to learn playing with the momentum like you could if you had a jetpack that shot like you know just air and just got you around right 
It would like being in low orbit whenever like those space guys are just using like a little bit of like they're using a little bit of propulsion from like their like air vents. Uh -huh. And yeah, it would be easy to get around actually because you would just like push off once and then just float. Right. And you would come down, but then you just yeah. I I think that's kind of so. I was thinking of like there being like a like a statewide like tether system so you know how we do our train systems and our yes. metros but there being like a tether system so if you wanted to get downtown you've got a specific tether ah. for that like and it's like that Great would be ideas. really cool Civil engineer right? over here right? in the low g you know <laughs> uh yeah i thinking about low g is scary because what would you do well i mean if it's anything like now I would, I, here's the thing, because you can put weights on yourself to kind of like stay put. Things will still be you, heavy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bigger things will still be heavier. Things with more mass will be affected by the gravity. Exactly. Yeah. So like you could still kind of have like a, I think a regular day to day, honestly, the only thing that would be different is travel. Yes. That's just the biggest thing that would really be like affected to an extreme, I think, in my, I mean. I think it would be, it would be fine. I don't know how well I would cope in a situation like that. <laughs> I'd be like, God damn it, my groceries—they're gone again. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I dropped the milk. <laughs> so I want to catch the milk. Yeah. Oh yeah. I for, almost forgot. I've always, I always have wanted to, um, eat in or drink something in low gravity. Really? So you know how like. Uh, in low gravity, whenever you open a liquid, it just makes it into a ball. Right. And you can just like, you know, so yeah, I could just pop my Sprite open and it would come out of the can or the pouch, whatever it's in. And I would just like chill. And then when I was thirsty, I would just float and go get some. Would you use a straw? Yeah, that too. That would work. <laughs> that would work. You know, honestly, if you think about it, uh, we could eliminate a lot of trash on the planet of earth if we had low gravity it just float into space and but then it would just be space trash and that's gross too it would be just another right. pocket for humans to throw all their like stuff that they made that won't decompose fast enough <laughs> get off the plastics people please yes. but yeah it would be eventful be, yeah i agree eventful is the best way to which is why it's such it. a great story because it's a totally different world yeah it and, makes it, you think. and the the way people live in it is a main plot and a main just thing that makes you that made me want to continue reading this book and fin and finish all three volumes. Right. What would you miss about gravity? I think yeah, you probably miss walking. Um, you know, actually feeling gravity because we're so used to gravity, it's like almost every day is a fucking struggle, man. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like travel is different. Yeah. Like, if you want to go to another state, the only way you're going to get there is via air. Yeah, I could just be like, if I had low G, just like, you know, if I wanted to go to someone's house that's, you know, a couple miles away, I could literally hop, save energy when I come down, up, oh, hop again, you know. Yeah. It just depends on where you send your momentum. Yeah. Think about if you're hopping to, like, say, Canada. Yeah. You're hopping for a long time. It's going to take you a couple of days you're right unless like a system is created where you're system. you're basically creating your own gravity yes that would be the only Which is way what they, we would if it happened here humans would figure it out 
20 years time, I think we would have had better systems than this book. Yeah, I really hope so. Yeah, I really <laughs> hope so too. Um, after this COVID situation, I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, about, what's I don't going think on, so. so. You know, eh. Yeah, it's the, the plague, you know, we got to make up, got to be like Sir Isaac. If Isaac can learn and put together gravity and calculus during a plague, you can give us gravity for the low gravity situation. You can at least listen to our podcast. That's the least you can do. <laughs> Get together. If you got this far, then you got this message you already have. We're really proud of you. Yes. Thanks, gravity. Thanks, gravity. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the questions. This is a wonderful story. It really Skyward. is. Skyward. It's one of a kind because, yeah, I've never... Maybe in my dreams, I've thought about living in a environment with low G. Right. And it's always seems really cool whenever you see it in the you know the the planes and maybe seeing a celebrity or astronaut doing it. But the fact that the whole world is it's like yeah, great concept. Yeah, guess what? We don't get football anymore if there's no gravity. <laughs> we don't get sports. We'll think of ways. I mean, the gravity literally pulls the basketball down to go into the hoop. Basically hitting a ball with a bat in baseball like you're, you know, going against gravity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically sports are based around fighting gravity. Yep. And like two dudes hitting football players. Like I just imagine them hitting each other and then bouncing off and yep. still being like, what up? What up, bitch? Just yep. like throwing punches. <laughs> you weak, bro. Yep. They would figure out a way to maybe. No, I think the sports as we know it. The NFL will figure it out. Oh my gosh, shut <laughs> up. They have enough money, and I'm pretty sure they have some scientists they somewhere. Just weigh them down. <laughs> what a, how much did he weigh? <laughs> putting rocks in their, yes. <laughs> in their uniforms. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you for listening to episode five, Skyward. This is Nerd Escape. Everything underrated and overlooked. I'm your host, Cammy. And I'm your host, Jablar. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Bye. Peace. Next time on Nerd Escape, we will be talking about the graphic novel Little Bird. One of my favorites. It is beautiful. God, it's so um, good. The writer is Darcy Von Polgeist. Uh, the artist is Ian Bertram. An amazing artist. The colorist, Matt Hollingsworth. And Adida Bitker is the letterer. And Ben Dieter is the design. Nice. Yes, it is a title from Image, Little Bird. It's, I think it's like, it's just, it's just one volume, and Little Bird Book One, The Flight for Elder's Hope. Just in this short volume, I believe it's five or six or seven, I couldn't put it down. It was so good. The art should be in a art gallery. It's, it's amazing. Great writing. We can't wait to talk about this comic book with y'all.